Welcome to the BioCurious Podcast, a place for you to be curious about your biology and discover new ways to upgrade and optimize your mind, body, and human performance. The guests on this podcast are trained experts in the fields of functional health, holistic wellness, and biohacking who share my passion to provide useful and actionable information with all of you that I hope will help you to live your best life. I'm so happy that you're here, and I'm excited to get curious together. Ever wonder how nootropic companies create their formulas? Well, in this episode of the BioCurious Podcast, you'll get an inside look into one company's approach to creating performance-optimizing supplement formulas. Today, I'm interviewing the founder of the nootropic company called Formula, Dan Freed, who's a neuroscientist from Yale. From high school dropout to world-traveling Michelin star restaurant chef to then rocking the GMAT to get into Yale, Dan has really done it all, including starting a personalized nootropic company. Through self-experimentation and extensive human subjects research, and with the help of top neuroscientists, Dan and his team have created nootropic formulas that are customized to individual needs. On this episode, you'll learn why tracking metrics is key for self-optimization, why the throw it all in and see what sticks approach really doesn't work when it comes to supplements, how different nootropic ingredients have different cognitive benefits, why one size fits all won't work, and why an artist, athlete, and student may all need different nootropic formulas for their individual needs the smart way to self-experiment, what biohacks can enhance nootropic benefits, and why nootropics actually aren't the most important biohack out there. Dan, welcome to the BioCurious podcast, and thank you so much for coming on today to share your knowledge with us. Um, Can you start by telling us a little bit about your background and how that led you to starting a nootropic company? So... That's a very long story. I'll give you <laughs> the, the, the highlights. Um, I, I always had a lot of difficulty in school. I just, I couldn't focus. I procrastinated on assignments. Um, and even though I was, I did well on some tests, it was really hard for me to, to stay engaged. And when I was 16, I ended up dropping out of high school. Um, I was very lucky that, you know, after a couple of years of working in fast food, I found a career that I loved, which was cooking. Um, and so I went on to become a chef and travel the world. I worked as a chef for, for 10 years. Um, I worked all over the world in, in Europe, in Asia, in South America, the Caribbean, and um, I, I had, I kept getting um, more and more responsibility. I ended up working in a Michelin three-star restaurant in France, which was an incredible experience. Um, and then when I was in my late 20s, I realized that cooking wasn't what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And I got excited about uh, business and startups but it was very difficult for me to to switch careers just because I didn't have any education and uh, a lot of people questioned whether or not my skills would be transferable. 
Yeah, so I, I was in a, a tough situation where, you know, I, I knew that I could do the, the type of jobs that I wanted to. I mean, I was at that point, I was making a lot of money. I was in charge of, you know, depending on the assignment between 50 and 100 people. Um, and the only jobs that I would be able to get if I were to switch out of the culinary industry were, were very low level. Um, and so I looked at going back to school and there weren't that many good options. You know, I could go to community college for two years and then transfer and then finish a degree. But even, even with four years of hard work, I would come out of school and be making significantly less than I was making as a chef. Uh, so it didn't really ac accomplish the goals that I wanted. So I ended up finding a program that would let me go directly into graduate school. And the one, the one thing that they asked of me after the interview was that I get an 80th percentile score on the GMAT, which is the admissions test. And so I, I started studying. And all of those same problems that I had as a kid came back. You know, I, as a chef, you know, I was able to, I'm on my feet all day. Some of it's like computer work, writing recipes, but most of it is, um, it was just easy for me to focus because I, I was on my feet and I cared about what I was doing opposed to, you know, solving math equations during a five hour test. And I had, I had been into supplements for a long time, uh, just because as a chef, I worked long hours and um, so I tried different things and I was always into working out and, and testing different biohacking techniques on, on myself. But this challenge, um, kind of, I doubled down on, on biohacking and I adopted, you know, some very strict diets. I started going to the gym, um, and following different, very intensive workouts and scheduling it in my day. Uh, and supplements and nootropics uh, became a big part of of my routine and things changed you know I, I I could sit through a test my scores started going up I started uh, I was in a study group and uh, I was always the worst performing and and it was a, a really big struggle and and I I didn't have a lot of confidence too, because all of the other people in the study group, you know, they, they had undergraduate degrees, they were working in business for, for a couple of years, and they were applying to some of the best schools in the world. Um, and, you know, I was underperforming. And then after I had changed these things and, and got healthy habits, I was studying and I was uh, improving my score. And very soon I, I was, you know, outperforming everyone in my study group. Uh, and getting great scores on the test. And when I finally went in for the test day, I, I did better than anything I could have hoped. Uh, and that was like my first real experience of nootropics. And, and it had such a huge impact on my life um, that since then I've been, you know, optimizing my, my mind uh, with them. Yeah, I think it's fascinating that, that you were able to really use nootropics and and leverage that science to help you in school and perform academically so that's that's really awesome so tell me a little bit more about the process of getting started with formula your nootropics company 
Also, if you could tell our listeners a little bit more about the neuroscience and the research behind your product, because I think that's something that's really interesting. Sure. Uh, yeah, and I, I think that our unique process is what differentiates us. So about two and a half years ago, uh, again, I was going through a challenging time in my life. And um, I turned to nootropics as one of the things that I wanted to, to use to optimize how I felt and how I was performing. And, you know, I had used many different types of nootropics at this point. And I went to one of my friends uh, and I asked him, you know, would you blind me? So I said, I'm going to buy a lot of these different nootropics, but I really want to know if, um, if I'm just experiencing a placebo effect um, and if I would be able to measure the impact of these ingredients if I didn't know what they were. Uh, and so I did it. I hooked up a couple apps to my computer to to measure how many times I checked Facebook, how many emails was I sending, how many Pomodoros of productive work was I completing in a day. Um, and I was tracking my metrics at the gym. I was tracking just about everything that I could. And every day I would take pills. I had no idea what the pills were. I trusted my friend to, to optimize the dosages. Uh, and after a couple of months, I looked at my data. And it was clear that a couple of the ingredients had a profound impact on my performance. And some of them did absolutely nothing. Uh, and that was kind of how the idea came about. Yeah, that's, that's fascinating. So can you tell us a little bit more about the ingredients that were really impactful to you? And I know also you have a lot of human subjects research that also backs up what your personal experience was. We, we, we tested more than 100 different ingredients. And what, what happened was after, after I finished the trial on myself and I found what works for me, uh, my friends noticed, uh, I mean, a lot of them knew what I was doing and they came to me. They said, Dan, like, what are you taking? You look amazing. I, I see you doing all of this stuff. And so I started recommending them what worked for me. And what it, it didn't always work for them. So that was kind of like the first insight that people are different. Their brain chemistry is different. Uh, it just wouldn't make sense to have one solution like this is what you take when you want energy. Uh, it's, it's not going to be the same. You, you can see with caffeine, you know, caffeine's a great example. I'm almost unresponsive to caffeine. So I could drink a cup of coffee and, and go to sleep. And some people, they drink a couple sips and they're shaking and they can't even perform. And some people, they, they do amazing. Caffeine gives them energy without any anxiety. So in the beginning, what we did when, once we had that insight was we started selling packs of different types of nootropics. And the way our original beta testing worked was uh, they would take, our, our clients would take nootropics in the morning and then they would record how they felt. You know, we just asked them a couple of questions over text. And then very quickly, we saw that there were some rock star ingredients that worked on a higher percentage of people than everything else. Um, and even though there's nothing that works for everybody, there's some ingredients that work, you know, an order of magnitude more than, than the other ones. Yeah, I've actually noticed personally, I've had better results with nootropics that actually have fewer ingredients. And 
potentially that's placebo effect. I'm not sure, but I tend to not really like things that just have a million ingredients, especially when I don't know what quality they are. Um, so I do appreciate that there's just a few really specific ingredients um, instead of 20 to 50 ingredients that are in some of these other nootropics that are out there. Yeah. So that, that's one of the points. It makes no sense to me at all. Some companies take the approach, you know, not all nootropics are going to work for everyone. But instead of trying to find the specific ingredients that will work uh, for each individual, they say, let me create a formula with, you know, 50 different ingredients, mm -hmm. and hopefully a couple of them are going to work. Yeah. The problem with that approach, um, you can't give effective dosages of 50 different ingredients. Uh, it's, it's just not going to work. It's kind of, <laughs> you know, if I have a headache, I could either take aspirin, Tylenol, Naxaprofen. There's a bunch of different things that I could take, but taking half a pill of each is not the right approach. Right, because yeah, the more you pack into each of those little tiny capsules, the less of each ingredient you're going to be able to have. So it's a lot more impactful to have a few select ingredients that are at a higher dosage so that you can get the full impact of those specific ingredients. Exactly. And one of the, one of the other things um, that a lot of companies do uh, that, that take that approach is they say, you know, take, they have one formula, you mm -hmm. know, and we found having formulas for specific activities and goals, you know, the, the, the flow state that I want to be in when I'm reading uh, as opposed to when I'm, you know, in Excel optimizing our financials for the month are mm -hmm. two completely different uh, types of tasks and the nootropics that I'm going to take for each one should be different. Hmm. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about that. So I know that formula has a unique approach because they personalize um, different formulas of nootropics for specific users needs. So for instance, if you're like an athlete, you may want to use one of them, or if you're an artist um, and you're, you're trying to, you know, create a piece of art or something, then you may want to use another. If you're a student and you're studying, like you said, you may want to use another. So can you tell us a little bit more about the specific ingredients in each of these different formulas and why they're important for that activity? Sure. So th there's, there's a lot of clinical research into the ingredients, but how we actually discovered what ingredients work for what types of activities and which ones are a better fit for, for different types of people. Uh, like I said, we tested you know, over 100 different ingredients and we've had thousands of people um, go in and try different ingredients and then report to us how they feel. So we noticed, you know, for students that are studying for exams. So, you know, we have um, a lot of customers who are studying for the LSAT or, or the bar exam. So these are uh, people who are doing legal writing uh, and they gravitate towards a certain formula and certain ingredients. 
And then we have people studying for the GMAT, which is more of a quantitative test that gravitate towards other ingredients. And from having enough data from thousands of people, we started to segment uh, the ingredients into different formulas and say, these ingredients are great for creative activities. These ingredients are good for logical processing tasks. Uh, and most of that data came from people reporting back to us. Yeah, so um, can you talk a little bit more about like one of the specific formulas, for instance, the one that is best for creativity? Mm -hmm. Like what are a couple of the key ingredients that are really important for that sort of creative thinking? Sure. So our creativity formula, uh, the core of it is two fat-soluble racetams, uh, pramiracetam and aniracetam. Uh, pramiracetam is, most of the clinical research was done into Alzheimer's and dementia patients. Um, and they recently discovered that if you're young and you're not suffering from a cognitive decline and you take it, instead of you know, repairing a deficit, it actually gives you a boost. Uh, so it's great for improving long-term memory retention. Uh, and then it's paired with aniracetam. Uh, so what aniracetam is known for is alleviating anxiety. You know, nobody's doing clinical trials on how to improve creativity. Um, but what we found is you know, our artists and writers and musicians kept reporting you know, getting into this creative flow state and, and overcoming writer's block on that formula. And it happened um, so often uh, that we, we called this the, that formula creativity. Yeah, that's really interesting. And so I'm curious if, in your opinion, taking something like the creativity one where you're really getting into sort of a flow state if there are other biohacks that could really synergize with that, for instance, binaural beats that could stimulate certain brain waves or meditation, um, or like, is there a really good one that you would suggest doing with like physical activity because it would really boost the, the brain derived nootropic factor or something like that? Yeah. Uh, so there are a couple things that do increase BDNF. Um, but as far as um, some of the things that you touched on. So if people who are going to be doing physical activity, usually the energy formula is a great fit just because it's a vaso, it has a vasodilator um, and it also, uh, phenylperacetum not only gives you more energy, but it helps with oxygenation in the blood. Um, so most people take that along with a pre-workout or instead of a pre-workout. Uh, as far as the creativity, um, we've also found that that uh, formula does well with people who are on ketosis. Um, again, it's self-reported from our clients. So we found that a disproportionately large number of people who are in ketosis report feeling great on that formula. And of course, as, as far as like the, the meditation and the other activities, my whole approach to, to biohacking is supp supplements and nootropics are just a small part of it. Right. So they should augment other things. You know, I, that's one of the things that I love about your content and, and your site is it fits into a, a holistic approach to taking everything into account. So, you know, what you're eating, how you're meditating, 
what exercise um, routine that you're in. And I think that without having those things down, nootropics are going to have a much smaller impact. Like you said, my approach to biohacking is very much holistic and across the spectrum of lifestyle habits. Um, and certainly supplements are one component, but for me, they are a much smaller, less important component than some of the other more important components like managing stress, getting good sleep, um, putting good fuel into your body as far as what you're eating, moving your body every day, sweating, getting exercise, that sort of thing. So I love that, that you also have that view and it's really refreshing that somebody who has a supplement nootropic company has that view. Again, with my approach being very much holistic and I prioritize some of these other biohacks as things that I would put ahead of supplements in general and especially nootropics. And nootropics are very much something that I use um, more on an ad hoc basis. It's like when I have an activity that I think that they would supplement like study or write a paper or if I'm doing creative writing or something like that then I may use a nootropic to kind of boost that activity but in general outside of nootropics for specific purposes are there other essential supplements that you use on a daily basis or that you would suggest that anyone basically be supplementing their diet with? Yeah, uh, I think that there's there's a lot of stuff. And again, I, I really believe in personalization. Mm-hmm. Um, so what works for me might not work for everyone. Um, I'm especially, you know, I experiment with so many things, uh, everything from uh, the latest anti-aging, different activities, uh, whether it's, you know, different types of meditation, float tanks. Um, I'm constantly out there uh, trying new things. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that I discovered when I was in school was um, clinical trials. You know, in, in the evenings, I'll just read different clinical trials on, on aging research, on different uh, drugs that are coming to the market and um, constantly trying different things like that. As far as supplementation, aside from nootropics, there aren't that many things that I actually take on a daily basis. Yeah, I'm trying to think, you know, um, I even stopped taking multivitamins just because currently I eat such a great diet that I, I don't think that I have any deficiencies. For me, every time I do my blood work, there's a couple of things that I'm always deficient in. So I make sure to, at least if I don't take anything else, I take those daily, like my B vitamins. I'm always pretty much chronically low in iron and vitamin D. And so those things I do like to supplement with, but I agree if you're getting what you need from your diet, then there really is no need to just take a handful of supplements blindly every day or take some multi that basically you're just going to pee out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Right now, one of the experiments that I'm doing is actually with um, intramuscular ketamine. I was at Yale when they were doing a lot of the research on it. And one of my friends was um, a part of the research. And I can remember her telling me about it. This was a couple of years ago. And then recently, there's been a bunch of articles published on it. And um, how it affects the glutamate system. So for the last two weeks, um, that was one of the things that, that I've been testing out. It's been an interesting experience. 
have you had any positive success with it or um or what has been your experience so far it's been a good experience i don't think i respond in the same way as a lot of the people in the trials so the clinical trials were done um, mostly for major depressive disorder mm-hmm. um, and for people who are unresponsive to other therapies and you know they don't know exactly how it works so it's very different from the other antidepressants on the market. Um, I do feel, it's, it's hard for me to describe, but I, I do feel different and I feel better in the days following uh, a ketamine injection. And, it, and it's an overall pleasant experience. It's a dissociative uh, that along with being psychedelic, it kind of gives me a new perspective on life. So I guess the overall message and something that actually is coming up with almost all of my guests and something that I really believe in is, first of all, there is no one size fits all. There's no magic pill out there for anything. Um, And also it's really important to do self-experimentation and your own research. So, you know, try things on yourself, but also be knowledgeable and make educated decisions when it comes to what you're going to do before you go and you buy a nootropic or you start taking a multivitamin or you start taking a list of vitamins that somebody recommends you should go and do some research all of the information exists out there on the internet on pubmed most of it's free and then try it for yourself and see if it works yeah so this is what i hope our company can do Mm-hmm. Uh, before us, you had basically two, two solutions if you wanted to try nootropics. You could go out and you could try a brand you know, that's pre-made. They usually have a bunch of marketing people. They make all these claims. They say, take this pill. You're going to get more energy. You're going to get more focus, all of these things. And it's not that they're bad products, but no product's going to work on everybody exactly the same. Or you could do what I did and look through PubMed and go like we conducted systematic reviews on all the different ingredients and figured out the right dosages and tested them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that takes a lot of time that we've, a lot of people just don't have it. Um, and then a lot of the resources out there, unless you're going through the, the actual clinical trials, uh, it's, it's a lot of bro science, people saying like, yeah, this worked for me. Um, but if you don't have, you know, semi-blind testing, randomization, things like that, you're, you're not going to get a good result. So what we did was um, everybody that comes to us, we make recommendations. Uh, they're fairly accurate. So we say based off of your profile, um, we've seen other people um, respond well to these ingredients. So you should try them. But if you try them and they're not a good fit, then try something else. We have a lot of different products and we help you go through that process. So you can talk to me or somebody on our team and say, hey, you know, I got the creativity stack and it's not really helping me the way I thought it would. Uh, And we'll actually take them through the process so they don't have to do a lot of the research. We'll say, well, how does it make you feel? Let me see if I can recommend something else that might help you. Mm-hmm. Um, and within like a month or two, we're usually able to get them to a place where they're really happy. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that you guys are pushing people to do little experiments on themselves to really find what works best for their biology and their unique needs. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so there's a couple questions that I like to ask all of my guests on the podcast. And one of them is, do you have a morning routine? And if so, what does that look like? So my morning routine is something that really changes a lot. I recently did something where I wanted to go to the gym before work. And so I would get up at uh, 4.30 in the morning. And my routine at that time is very different than now where I wake up, you know, closer to nine o'clock. I think that it really depends on, on what my schedule looks like. So sometimes my, my work schedule tends to fluctuate a lot, having, having my own company. Uh, and some of the things that almost always are good to do are uh, meditation, uh, at least five to 10 minutes in the morning. Uh, I like to get my blood going, whether that's a full-on workout or just, you know, um, some push-ups before the shower. Always make my bed. That's one thing that's really important to me. Mm -hmm. So those are things that consistently do well and, and remain a part of my morning routine. I'm very much similar to you where my morning routine doesn't stay the same for long. I always kind of add things in, take things out, change when I wake up, when I go to bed and that sort of thing. But I, like you, I have a few things that remain in my morning routine because I have found them most pack, impactful. So that's awesome that you've kind of honed your morning routine to at least incorporate baseline activities that you know are really going to set you up for success for the day. Yeah. And it, it depends on diet too. Um, right now I'm not eating breakfast at all. Uh, so I do a lot of intermittent fasting and I won't eat till, you know, the afternoon. Um, and sometimes, you know, breakfast is the first thing I do in the morning. Um, so it really depends. Yeah. I'm the same. So there's one other question that I like to ask all of my guests. If you could provide our listeners with one piece of tangible advice that they could take right now and apply in their lives to improve their overall health and wellness, and it can be something around supplements or not at all, um, what would it be? You have the basic things, you know, like exercise, eating right, meditation. Um, what I've found, instead of recommending an actual activity or, or something like that, which I, I think most people know those things will help. Uh, yeah. I, would, I would say don't give up. I've tried so many different types of meditation. Uh, it took me years before I really kind of had a breakthrough. Um, and I just, I didn't give up. I knew that there was something there. Um, and I was okay knowing like, hey, you know, this type of meditation works really well for my friend. Um, but I tried it consistently for a while and it didn't work for me. So I didn't give up on meditation. I just tried something different. Same thing with workout routines, you know? Uh, and I would say nootropics and supplements, all of that, um, just not giving up, even if you don't have the best experience right away. Yeah, I love that. And so I would love to leave our listeners on that note, um, you know, don't give up. It's all about perseverance, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So if our listeners are interested in formula or if they want to connect with you, where's the best place for them to do that? So they can go to our website and uh, they can reach out to me personally. My email is dan at getmyformula.com. Our Instagram is findmyformula. And 
they can try our product. Everybody who goes through our product has access to, to either me or one of our other uh, coaches or neuroscientists to, to take them through and help them optimize uh, their brain chemistry. Uh, it's a really hands-on product and it's an interesting experience that has helped thousands of people. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, everyone is probably going to have one that they love more than others. So if you're interested in trying out nootropics and, and really honing in what ingredients are going to really light up your brain or spark your creativity or whatever it is that you're trying to do, um, definitely check out Formula. Yeah. And I, I'll put up a discount code for all of your listeners. Uh, BioCurious will give them 20% off. Thanks so much, Dan. Okay, thank you. It was, it was great speaking with you. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the BioCurious podcast today. If you found today's episode interesting, please feel free to leave a review. And also, I would love it if you took a screenshot of the episode and shared it on your social media so that others can find the podcast too. And as always, I love connecting with all of you and getting your feedback. So if you have any comments or questions about today's episode, please feel free to send me a direct message on Instagram. My handle is biocurious underscore Kayla. Looking forward to connecting with you and I'll see you next time. Thank you.